Well, good morning once again to my Walnut Hill Community Church family. It is really good to be back here. Good to be back here. No watermelons, but just going to just share the Word of God with you this morning. And for those of you who are listening online or maybe you're tuning in from Derby, Waterbury, New Milford, and you're trying to get your last-minute attempt to get a vacation in, Labor Day, even though the school starts, we want to welcome you as well. Listen, I really believe, as any Sunday here, that the Spirit is here with us this morning. Yes, and I'm, I'm sensing that He is going to shake things up. And he is going to do a new thing. Amen? Amen. Whenever the Spirit is involved, you know it's going to be good. You know it's going to be good. Now, my biggest prayer, though, my biggest prayer this morning is this. That this morning and in your life and in my life, that Jesus would steal the show. That Jesus would take front and center stage that he would be the only one on stage. My prayer is that you and I, together, wholeheartedly, will see Jesus so plainly and so clearly this morning that it's absolutely undeniable that Jesus is, is here among us. My prayer this morning is that you and I, together as the church, will be on some level convicted, challenged by the same God who worked mysteriously through the very men and women that we've looked at for the past nine weeks. Amen? I mean, that's my biggest prayer. Now, we started this series called By Faith on July 2nd. And in doing so, we looked at the life of Gideon with Pastor Greg Flower. Then we looked at the life of Abraham with Pastor Craig Maury. And after that, on July 23rd, our very own Letitia preached on Rahab. And then, yeah, there was this loose cannon preacher who somehow used a watermelon to talk about Jochebed, Shipra, and Pua. And at the turn of August, we have Greg Diedrich who gave us a really a powerful word on the life of Joseph, followed by Peter Scalzo. Peter Scalzo and his incredible transformative testimony on his cancer journey. And then to continue in this series, Pastors Lance and Greg Flower, with two of our very own Walnut Hill youth, did a phenomenal job at bringing us through the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And finally, last week, Pastor Craig Maury and Mark Munshi teamed up to preach on the most humble man who has ever lived, Moses. Thank you to all who has made this series just quite impactful. We've heard from a plethora of voices, and I've been greatly encouraged this summer. I've been greatly encouraged and strengthened in my own faith. And I, I just can't wait to see what's next, what's ahead in these coming days, months, and years. I hope that you have been too. This morning, this morning though, we're, we're ending this series. We're ending the series before we embark on a new theme year, which is next week. Folks, it's next 
week. I cannot wait. I can't believe it. It is finally pumpkin spice season. I mean, wait, wrong message. I mean, a new, new theme year. Sorry, new theme year. And I'm just thrilled. I'm just thrilled to see how God is going to continue to move in mighty ways through this church and in your life. I really am. But before we venture forth, before we venture forth, let's uh, turn to our Bibles. If you have a Bible, um, let's turn to that passage today that's going to really shape our time together this morning. If you have a Bible in your hand or on your phone, why don't you turn with me to Hebrews? Hebrews chapter 11, 39 through chapter 12, verse 3. Let's listen to the Word of God. The author says this, All these people earned a good reputation because of their faith. Yet none of them received all that God had promised. For God has something better in mind for us, so that they would not reach perfection without us. And therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. And we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding his shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility that he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. This is the word of the Lord. When I read this passage, when I read through this passage that we're journeying through together this morning, I was reminded of an experience I had with my family some years ago. I'm not sure here. Raise your hand if you love lights. None, just me, that's fine. You're really not going to like Christmas then. But I love lights at Christmas time, right? I love lights at Christmas time. And one day, my family and I just wanted to just drive through this, this Christmas light show display that took place in a this, this gigantic park. You know, the light display of the, of the Grinch on one side and the poinsettia flower on the other. And for me, those are truly enchanted times. I'm like a child. I'm always like a child, but especially during those times. And on that particular night, it was snowing. It was snowing, but it was a mixture of snow and the ice kind of weather. It was super cold, but this wasn't going to stop us from seeing the lights. We started our journey through the miles-long light show. And to be honest, it was a bit frustrating at first. Why? Because there was still ice on my windshield wipers that just wouldn't come off. And as we were trying to just look out the front window at all the bright light displays all around us, the windshield wipers created these, these streaks in the window. These streaks in the window. Thus, only allowing us to see a glimpse of what was actually and what was truly there. And in some cases, all we saw just were colors. In other cases, we could see the colors 
and maybe just part of a light display. For the first half of the journey, this made me want to look extra careful and focus on what was really there. Looking through the streaks, I wanted to see. I wanted to see what was out there. And as the journey continued, the ice finally just started to break off the wipers. And then the snow just started to taper off into this Hallmark field, light and gentle. And all of a sudden, we started to see the wonderful light displays in full. The looks on the kids of my eyes were priceless. The smiles came. We can finally see. We joyfully, we joyfully continued looking at these light displays, listening to The Little Drummer Boy by Bing Crosby, and my personal favorite, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Ah, love that song. This is what I was reminded of, though, when I, read, when I first read this passage. Because here's the reality. Here's the reality for all those heroes of the faith that we've taken a look at in the past nine weeks. They saw a glimpse of what was promised. They saw a glimpse of what was promised. And what was promised, though? Jesus! Jesus! He was promised a rescuer, a redeemer. And these men and women had to choose to act on faith and that promise being the real deal. They saw a glimpse of this promise through various foreshadowings and prophecies of this Jesus from the first book of the Bible, Genesis, to the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi. For 1,500 years, 1,500 years through 39 books of the Old Testament, and through a 400-year waiting period before we can finally open up the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, these men and women had to look through streaks on a snow and ice-covered window. And it wasn't until we opened up the Gospels that they were finally able to see the full light show. That is Jesus. The full light show. Let me, let me say that again. That is Jesus. That is Jesus. The gift swaddled up in the cradle. And then it was Jesus defeating death by resurrecting from the grave because the grave couldn't hold him down. They ran the race. They persevered. They stuck with it. They didn't give up. They arrived. And they are there right now. I want you to let this sink in. They are there right now cheering you on. Right now. They are there cheering you on as, as we run the race set before us. Now, of course, for you and I, we get to get a little bit of a head start from their time period because we get to read. We get to read about this magnificent coronation of King Jesus Light Show right now. What a privilege it is to be able to hold the Bible in our hands. We get to experience the Holy Spirit of which we're going to be talking a lot about this year and I'm so excited about it. We get to experience the Spirit that he promised would help us along the way in this race. Yet, there was more to see that you and I can't see either. That we only get to see a glimpse today. When you go to a concert, and you go to a show, what's the best part? What's the best part? 
It's when the crowd, it's when the crowd shouts, one more time, one more time, one more time, right? And then the performer comes back out and the crowd cheers and the performer does one last performance and it's usually the best one. It's the encore light show. It's the encore light show. For us and for all those heroes of the faith of the past, it's the coming back of Jesus when he comes riding triumphantly, making all things new. Making all things new. There is an encore light show that's about to come. There's an encore light show that you, me, your grandma, your sister, Moses, Abraham, Noah, Rahab, King David, Jacob, Joshua, Hannah, Esther, and so many others are going to watch together for the very first time. For the very first time. Now that is exciting. I cannot wait. It's the Encore Life Show that, that'll be so much better than anything that we could ever imagine. So much greater than we could ever picture in our minds. It's the Encore Life Show where you and I and all those heroes of the past, of the faith, who earned a good reputation, can finally reach perfection in an unmitigated fellowship with our King, Lord, and Savior, Jesus. It's the Encore Life Show where the full culmination of all that God has promised to us will now finally be completely realize. You see, right there in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 40, it tells us that there is a culmination of all that was promised in which these men and women of the past will witness together with you and I of today. We will all together, the church, be united in this grand finale where all things are made new where perfection is finally achieved, where suffering will be no more, where the weight of glory will take place. Amen? But we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. You see, the author of Hebrews tells us that the race, the marathon, is still going on. And all those who went before us are cheering you on. You are not alone. You may feel like it, but you are not. You and I are still running, though. Up ahead is this huge crowd. Up ahead is this huge crowd. And all of those who went before us, and they are yelling out to you. They are cheering you, and they are yelling out to you, you got this. You got this. Keep going. Keep, keep persevering. Keep pushing. You are almost there. They're saying, they're saying this. You're going to be so excited to see what we're seeing right now. And when you can finally cross the finish line, there's another great thing to witness. But we're going to wait for you to get here so that we can watch it together. That's what Moses is yelling out to you right now. It's the Encore Light Show. It's Jesus making all things new. Can you hear it, friends? Can you hear the noise? Can you hear the crowd? Can you hear the cheers? They're rooting for you. And it's a magnificent thing that we have the Holy Spirit to help us along the way. You don't have to do it alone. 
But listen, this race is hard. This race is hard at times, isn't it? It is hard. Maybe you've had some days where a certain leg of the race is, is a breeze. But maybe you're going through a certain leg of the race that is just so incredibly difficult to get through right now. You, you feel like quitting. You feel like it's not worth it. You feel like you've got no more strength in you left to keep pushing forward. You feel like there's so many obstacles getting in your way. You feel like you're just carrying this huge amount of weight and it's making it super difficult to press on. But here, the author of Hebrews totally gets that. Totally gets that and wants to share with us some advice, some encouragement to help us this morning. Walking with the Holy Spirit. And that's the only way that we can do it. We need the Holy Spirit. Walking with the Holy Spirit, he says this, take off every weight that slows you down. Take it off. Take it off so that you can finish and that you can finish well. Right? Listen closely here, friends. Listen, listen. Y'all have been carrying around too much weight around the baggage in your life, and it's affecting your ability to keep pushing forward. Some of y'all are going through some, some deep seasons right now, and, 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 and now is the call to release what's holding you down and to release it to Jesus. Don't leave here without doing that. It's the call to plant the white flag of surrender and to give our battles to Jesus to fight on your behalf. Say, Jesus, I can't do this anymore. And Jesus says, I know. I've just been waiting for you to give it to me. Some of y'all need a new start. And today is the day. Today is the day. Some of y'all need a touch of God on your life so that certain areas of your life can be healed. Some of y'all here this morning need to hear from the Spirit. Not from me, but from the Spirit. From the Spirit. Let me take that burden from you so that you can experience the kind of joy and freedom that I intended for you. That's what the Spirit wants to say to you. Let me take it from you. Take off the weight. Jesus tells us this in the Gospels of Matthew. Come to me. Come to me, all you who are weary and carry, carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. That, those are the words of Jesus for you. Now, as I read our Hebrews passage, when I think about what weight are we talking about here? As I read this Hebrews passage, there's a few different types of weight that we're talking about. It's the weight of disobedience. It's the weight of distractions. And it's the weight of detours. Let's start off with the first one, disobedience. You see, disobedience is when we take the moral framework of God and say, nah, I got a better way. That's simple, right? That's what it is. And, and, and you know what? At least for me, and I guarantee you for you, it never really works out in our favor, does it? It never does. You see, the enemy wants you to think that God's ways are restrictive on your freedom, your joy, and your pursuit of meaning. So he whispers lies of deception in your ear constantly. The enemy says this, did God really say that? Just this one time. 
What's the big deal if you do things your own way just this one time? What's the harm in tweaking the Word of God? Things will be better if you just did things your own way. Those are just a few of the things the enemy whispers in your ears. The enemy, though, is exceptionally good at always over-promising and always under-delivering on those promises. 100%. You want to know why? Because the enemy knows that true freedom, true joy, true happiness, true purpose is found by obedience to the Word of God. We're being told that the grass is greener on the other side. And then when we hop over the fence, guess what we find? We find a drought that dries up your soul. The enemy says, if you follow the ways of God, you'll be miserable and miss out on so much. But God says, if you follow my ways, the joy, the fulfillment, the experience, the freedom that you experience will be like nothing that you've ever experienced before. Nothing. When we're disobedient to the ways of God, we end up taking alternate routes that lead us to nowhere good. Nowhere. But thank God that he's giving us a new day. A new day Today, where we can press that recenter button on our spiritual GPS and get back on track. Amen? That's that's number one, right? Number two is distractions. When you take a dog out for a walk and the dog sees a squirrel, at least an untrained one, guess what? It runs off path, right? It runs off path. Distractions are what prevents you from giving full attention to someone or something else. You see, you got to be focused. we got to be focused. There's an intentionality. There's an intentionality in, in, in a training to run a marathon. There's a rigorous routine to follow in the preparation to run an actual marathon. Amen? I don't know what that's like. I like pizza too much. But I do know that. That in the same way that there's a physical training at the body to run in a marathon... There's also a spiritual training at the mind, soul, and spirit to run and finish the Christian journey well. And while there are so many things that, that we can add under this spiritual training memo, first 20, crew, prayer, community groups, serving, bringing diapers, the important thing is that we recognize that the church is the adopted family of spiritual brothers and sisters who are there to help one another out 100% of the time. Don't let distraction take you off the path set before you. You see, when Jesus becomes the center of all that we say, think, and do, there's this balance that we can maintain in life. When Jesus is not the center of your life, not the center of your family, not the center of your marriage, we tip. We tip. We lose focus. Consider the distractions in your life, just a few. Perhaps it's politics, scrolling through social media, Engaging in petty arguments online. Netflix binging. Now, some of these things are, are not, they're not, some of them are not bad in and of themselves. But when they take you off of Jesus, they are. They lead you, they are distractions that can lead you to a place that we didn't want to go to. Right? The third thing is detours. You get disobedience. You get distractions. And now we have detours. A detour is a roundabout way, a roundabout route that is taken to avoid something, to avoid something. What I have in mind here when I say detours is the life happens conversation. Life happens to all of us. Life throws us these wrenches that really slow us down and we end up having to take different routes at different times in life. But the enemy loves this one, loves it. 
The problem, though, is when we let these detours take us to a different ultimate destination than we intended. Ultimate destination. When I am driving and then I get lost, which is all the time, by the way, I need my Waze app to find alternate routes to get me to my original intended destination. But when there's no Wi-Fi or cellular signal out there, I'm in trouble. I don't know what to do. I don't even know what a map is. I don't even have a map. And in the same way, when we lose connection with Jesus via the Holy Spirit, we risk not finding our way back en route. Detours are when we have to venture through sicknesses and the loss of loved ones and personal battles, life battles, family drama, unexpected life happenings. And you can add to the list, right? Life happens. They slow us down. And the enemy loves to use those opportunities to shift our direction somewhere else entirely. And to be honest, when we have to take alternate routes, it can fill us with a bit of anxiety and worry, can't it? thus becoming like this heavy weight on us. And the enemy wants this. Take this weight off and cast your burdens at the foot of the cross and let Jesus fight this battle for you. We're going to have to take detours. That's life. But the Holy Spirit can bring us back on. Friends, you and I will be taking detours all the time. All the time. The detours end when we're on the other side of eternity. Right? Let's just not... Let the enemy unravel us in those moments. Let's have faith that there is purpose and meaning in these detours. And let's have confidence that things are going to be okay. And as I invite the worship team back up here to wrap up our time together this morning, I'm sensing that there's so many brothers and sisters here this morning that are carrying around one or more of these weights. And it's affecting your ability to keep pushing forward. But friends, remember... That today is a new day, and the Lord's grace and strength is new. Today is the day to rise up and to say, I have faith that this incredible encore light show for, for me, for us, that I'm going to rely on the strength of the Holy Spirit to help me get there because I don't want to miss out. I don't want to miss out. This is a season to arise and shine and to recalibrate our roots. But we do this together, and only together, as the adoptive family of God. Yes, life can be a bit like in a slap in the face with a big wet elephant ear. Don't know what that feels like, but I imagine it. That doesn't feel good. But listen to what Paul says here in his letter to the, to the Corinthian church. He says that for our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Keep running. Let us be the church that supports one another on this journey. And let us anticipate the day that we'll be able to see clearly the greatest encore light show ever. Let us rise up and let this be the year where we, you and I, make magnificent strides together. Let this be the year when we make it a priority to do all that we can to keep focused on the destination ahead. Let this be the year when we grasp so tightly to the identity given to us by God himself, not an identity somewhere else. Let this be the year when we commit to giving our battles to God to fight for us. Stop holding it in. Give it to him. Let this be the year when we recognize that we're all going to the same place. 
And there's no need to keep fighting one another both online and here. Let this be the year where we take a, a step of faith into the unknown, uncertain. Let this be the year where we keep this at the forefront, this longing to one day cross the final finish line and to witness together the final culmination of what was promised to our forefathers and to you. This is all possible. All of this is possible because of Jesus and Jesus alone. The writer of Hebrews tells us to keep our eyes on Jesus. Amen? And what I want us to do is let, let us stand. Let's stand together. And as we stand together, we're going we're gonna to worship King Jesus. King Jesus. And as a symbolic reminder of the greatest light show ever that we will all together witness and be a part of, I want you to take those glow sticks that you were handed to on your way in here, and I want you to crack them. Crack them really good. And I want you to put them up in the air. Turn on the flashlights on your phones. You can turn on the flashlights, just me, that's fine. And wave them as high in the air as we begin. Thank you, Craig. And if you are watching online, light a candle. Go get that candle right now, actually. Just don't trip over the dog or the cat. Turn on the brightness on your screen. Turn off the lights in the room. And let us all together persevere in our marathon. Let us not give up. And let us help one another take away every weight that tries to trip us up.